Hello, everybody, and welcome to RPG Cast 510 for the week of August 10th, 2019. I'm on my show this week! Yay! Weren't, weren't you hosting last week? I was. Okay, just checking. But you didn't kick me off this week. Yeah. No. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're all sitting around the happy, lovey carpet talking about Fire Emblem Three Heroes. I'm buying Ethernet cable. We have all played Fire Emblem Three Heroes this week, so we're probably going to talk about it a lot, and I apologize to everybody. So, well, what else is there um, to talk about? Hi, hi, Chris. Hi. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hi, Peter. I'm not apologizing, but hello. <laughs> this game's really good. Um, so I happen to be the first one on staff that finished Fire Emblem Three Houses. So How did you finish this game? You have a full-time job I now. reviewed it. <laughs> How did you finish this? <laughs> I need to tell Double Damage Games you haven't been doing work, apparently, because, oh my god. Except you... I have been. You've been, like, watching me work. I've been watching you watch Mixer. That's work. Twitch. And I can't <laughs> play the game and watch Twitch at the same time. Because I'm just constantly That's typing yeah. answers to questions. All right. All right, I believe you now. Okay. Um, so yeah, spoilers. Uh, my review is very. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Spoilers. You liked it. Spoilers. In the review has a good score. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, it was great because it took like three days to get the whole review proof from start to finish. And in fact, we had to like bring in a ringer. To have a tiebreaker on the score. Because <laughs> it was like, Josh thought it should be one score and Alex thought it should be another score. And I'm like, well, I was going back and forth between those two scores, so I don't know what to tell you guys. And finally, Alex was like, just ask one of the other senior reviewers to read it and give his opinion. So I did. <laughs> and here we are with the review. All right. Um, so right on the pre-show, we were discussing lots of Fire Emblem Three Hero stuff. But the one thing that I wanted to talk about while we were recording is how to get up your um, professor rating. Fire Emblem Tip Corner. Yeah. Yay! So how to get up your your professor rating really quickly? And I'm I'm almost upset that I didn't know this sooner. But I'm going to abuse the hell out of it in any new playthrough. So first of all, you oh, want new to... playthroughs. You don't have to do it that way. But all right, sure. But if I do it this way, then I can use my renown on the statues faster. Sure. And on relationships the faster. statues carry over. Anyways. Anyway. Um, so you want to um, do the paralogue for, that opens up the eastern and western merchant as quickly as possible. And once <laughs> yes. that's done, you go to the eastern merchant because you can buy a ton of bait from him. Costs 1050 to buy all of the bait he has in stock. Per month. Per week. Per month. He doesn't restock week to week. Oh, that's right. Sorry, my bad. So per month. Um, so what you want to do is, is you want to buy that buy thousand... the bait. Stockpile it. Yes. Don't use it. So don't use your bait. You're going to find bait all over the the canvas, uh, the campus, um, mostly around the fishing hole. Hang on to them all until you have that merchant unlocked and then buy a bunch of bait. And then what you're looking for is the first... After that merchant unlocks, you're looking for the first event called Fistful of Fish. And if you're not sure how to read the calendar, um, you press um, left or right on the D-pad. And you look for a fishing hook. There's lots of different fishing hook events. So you're specifically looking for a fistful of fish. All right. 
So once you're there on that date, you're going to go fishing and it's going to be like a couple of hours. So put on an audiobook, put on your favorite TV show because you're going to be fishing for a little while. But I, it's worth it. It's worth it. So what you do is, is you can let your bobber bob up to three times before the bait runs away. And so you, the experience that you get from fishing based on, is based on what kind of fish that you catch. A blue shadow is worth 10 points. A red shadow is worth 20 points. A gold shadow is worth 30 points. And you can get some really rare fish. So Yellow the, shadow. Yes, yellow shadow. So on top of your bobber, there will either be a blue fish, and it might be small or large, a red fish, which will either be medium or large, or a gold fish, which is always large. One fish, two fish? Oh. Yep. I thought it was the red fish that was the largest. Nope. Red fish are the largest, yes. Yeah, so... Um, okay, so there's multiple things going on here. <laughs> so what you're going to want to do is fish up in, in priority order, red, then gold, then blue. Or, well, okay. it depends what your goal is. If your goal is money, gold, then red, then blue. Yep. If your goal is professor XP, giant reds, then gold, then blue. Yep. So the bigger the shadow, the more fish that you're going to fish up during the fistful of fish event. I actually think it's bigger size fish you get. It's also more. Oh, jeez. Because if you do a small blue shadow, you generally only get two to three fish. But if you do a large blue shadow, you can get up to six. Oh, I hadn't even noticed that. Yes. Wow. So, fish. Fish, 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 fish. And, and here's how it works. you get more XP per fish you catch. Yes. And the bigger the fish are, the more XP you get per fish. So this is just like abusing the system. Yes. So the idea <laughs> is, is you do it on a day that it's a fistful of fish, because for one bait, you can get up to seven fish. Hmm. And so if, for example, you get seven redfish, that's 140 experience from one bait. And at that point, you're basically going to have approximately 50 to 80 bait. If you use none of them and you just wait until that fish full of fist, uh, fist full of fish, you could have more, you could have less, but that's what you want to shoot for. And then you just fish until you run out of bait. And I like, I think I ended up going from like B to maximum rank or very close to it. So I went B, B plus, A, almost A plus. And there's a huge amount of experience between those three ranks. So yeah, if you do it particularly near the beginning of the game, um, you can get a lot of experience super fast. So yeah. Oh, good, good thing I have a lot of podcasts saved up. <laughs> so yeah, that's my tip for Fire Emblem Three Houses. And you guys talked about the tilting the controller thing last week, right? Yeah, and everyone's doing it. Yeah. After you pointed that out, I've made it a game to see if I can't get uh, the girl level. (laughs) I like, that's how she does the the moonwalk, is when it's basically (laughs) totally level. (laughs) Yes. Um, So yes, I finished Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, I married Claude. It was very cute. You can marry someone, but only at the very end. Yeah, so... You only get one S ranking, like most Fire Emblem games. And um, you have to choose who you're going to marry um, before two long major battles. So it's not easy to save scum. If you want to see all the marriages. Right. Got it. Which is kind of a bummer. But 
It is what it is. That's Anna's Fire Emblem Tips of the Week. And it was sort of interesting because you and I had a conversation about the cutscene that happens before the time split. And so okay. I just like randomly blurted out a detail and he just looked at me in horror and he's like, that's not at all how it went for me. Yeah. And these are cutscenes. <laughs> these are like major animated cutscenes. No. I assumed they were going to be the same in every yeah, playthrough. Except they cut them such that you can... If you insert them before or after certain in-game things, you think they have different context. But you and I had totally different animated cutscenes. I'm telling you, it was the same animated cutscene unless you watched it and could tell me it was different. Okay. It sounded like you and I had two different cutscenes. Yes, because not as much is in that cutscene as you think is. And the context for what's happening is... Anyway, this is terrible you have to talk around all the spoilers to try and talk about this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there there are minor details too that i've noticed um there's a guy i work with who's also playing through and he picked a different house than i did and didn't know that um somebody was somebody's brother yeah um you know you have because... to play the paralogue to find that out oh mm-hmm. i see so yeah, yeah if you make friends with them you'll find out otherwise yeah it doesn't really come up Unless you're gotcha. in the house. Yeah, so and I didn't need any of that. I, I found it out through right. just the playing the story. Because you had that dude. He's part of your class, yep. so it comes up. Yeah. Yep. Oh, now yep. I know exactly yep. what you're yep. talking about. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Isn't he like the in Sylvain the easiest one to recruit? No, Sylvain like, is story-based. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No. Um, you're talking about Seteth. Um, no, no. I thought Sylvain oh. was easy to recruit if you're a girl. Sylvain is an immediate oh. recruit if you're a female Byleth. Now, there what about, okay. does Lorenz also, or no? No, Lorenz is no, very he's difficult. He's pickier, because you're not a very. common, because you're a commoner. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a jerk. They're all jerks. <laughs> he gets better as an adult. I want to put Sylvain, Ferdinand, and Lorenz in a room and just let them just be in that room <laughs> for the whole game and never talk to them. <laughs> My house is Blue Lion, so I have Sylvain in my party just automatically, so I didn't get to experience the whole, you're, if you're a girl, you recruit him instantly. Yep. He's Same. just there. Um, and so did you guys talk about the best ways to recruit people last week? I think, I I'm not think sure. So. Okay, the answer is affection. Don't worry about leveling up your stats. We'll level, worry about leveling them up to an extent. You can play this game the way you want it, want to, though. But it is way more successful to recruit people by leveling up their affection. Absolutely. If you want to get everyone, getting everyone up to B and just waiting for them to say, hey, can I join your house, is probably the most efficient way. And... But only if you like started out the gate and go after that. Yeah. However, you don't need anybody. Your team is more than sufficient for this game. This that, game is not that hard. That being no. said, if you don't recruit a lot of people, and this is something that I complained about in my review, the second half of the game isn't as good as if you would have had more people in your house. Hmm. But that's okay because you're going to play it again and have plenty to do. Right. <laughs> and oh, then oh, you'll play okay, it again. So... And then you'll play it again. And then again. So, so once you get to the big uh, time skip, like you can't recruit people after that point. Correct. Okay. But, Star, which okay. people that were unrecruitable to start, for example, Seteth, yeah. may or may not join or leave based on the decisions that you make. 
So like, for example, in my playthrough, Flane stayed with me the entire game. Chris no longer has access to Flane. Hmm. Which sucks for him because he made her a dancer. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Yeah, I'm trying not to say additional spoilers. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just um, keeping the, my mouth shut. And the thing that I love is Chris and I have been like going through and examining the calendar and realizing that the calendar actually tells you who certain people are. It's weird. But again, that don't tell them that. Let them find it out. That was cool. As soon as you casually mentioned yeah. someone's birthday, yeah. I went through the entire calendar and started matching up birthdays. Yeah. And it's cool because it's like, it's right there in front of you. It's like the first thing you find out. And this and, is the and worst radio because we're by can't talking about it explicitly. <laughs> so nobody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm only like on chapter eight. So you're confusing the hell out of me. Yep. Next time fine. you pull up your calendar. Oh, I had realized it by chapter eight, but that's okay. Yeah. Next time you pull up your calendar, look at the days that the birthdays no, fall on. Don't, don't let her find it out on her own. Anyways, whatever it is that she um, does. does anyone else have anything else to add in terms of Fire Emblem Three Houses? Peter, what do you like think I'm about Fire Emblem? What do you think about Fire Emblem, Peter? I mean, I love it. I it's it's weird to play um, like a console version game, but still being handheld. Um, although it it eats my battery so badly. <laughs> I know I said that off stream, but I feel like it's worth noting that my my poor switch does not charge in its dock anymore because this game just devours the battery. It's, it is very strongly pushing that switch. Like, yeah. yeah. As, as we yeah. talked about, Koi Tecmo is not known for being the most, uh, mm, developing games that are, are really efficient with their platforms. <laughs> well, and it was so interesting and, because the other night, all of a sudden I heard, <laughs> oh yeah pull it, and like, pull did you it turn off on the, the dock? ps4 chris and he's like no no that that's my switch, switch. <laughs> if you just... pull it off the dock mid game it just like it goes nuts the fan kicks in the high gear and is just like please please i can't cool this fast enough <laughs> but well, it, you I'm, know okay oh, i'm glad you pointed it out because i noticed that mine was just it felt like it was just draining like crazy, and I thought that my battery was going out. I, th I think it's that, too. I think that my battery is definitely getting tired. Um, I mean, it wasn't a good battery to begin with, but um, it's just strange because I, I see this game, and, I mean, it is nice and everything, but it's not visually, like, it doesn't look visually taxing. So it no. makes me wonder if it's more of an optimization issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like it, it, it looks good, but it's not, it is not Breath of the Wild. It's not like Valkyria Chronicles. It, it yeah. does not. This thing, you know, it doesn't quite, it, it doesn't quite hit the highs of the system or anything. But oh, I think man, it, it's no, just totally disagree. This game is way prettier than Breath of the Wild, as far as I'm concerned. See, we have a totally different opinions on this. We actually okay. have an argument over that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we were going back and forth on the score for visuals in the review. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't agree with you, and I think Breath of the Wild has a better art style. However, and it's, I understand that this uh, like, is pretty. It's just that 
you know, whatever. And, and Breath of the Wild draws farther, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's See, that's part of the difference with Breath of the Wild, like is like the scope of what it's trying to do, where it, any time it falls flat in terms of graphics, it's because it's like trying to outstrip the system. Here, it's just like it's kind of incomprehensible that it's not looking even as good, even as good as it looks that it's struggling, you know, it's taxing the Switch so much. Because it's not like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't find, like, it looks fine, but it's not like a jaw-dropping game to me. Hey, I'm just happy that the characters have feet in this one. <laughs> and not hooves. But, but see, That's like, a good you point. know, like, yeah. I'm not judging it, you know, like, I'm not judging it on a curve. Like, of course it looks better than the 3DS games, but I mean, you know, yeah. like, how does it look in comparison to other console games now? It's not on a, it's not just on a handheld anymore. Not that graphics really matter much in a strategy RPG. Yeah, and I think that's that's really where it boils down for me is that all of these environments are are pretty closed off. Uh, I mean, even yeah. the biggest environment, which is the the campus, um, it's not. I mean, you could tell that it loads it in chunks because the doors won't open when I'm standing in front of them because yeah. it hasn't loaded the area yet. Anna yeah. thought you couldn't get into places. No. <laughs> like, no. Oh, you're not allowed you? to get in there yet? Oh, yeah, I did. Right. I can't get into the people's rooms. What are you talking about? I can't go into people's <laughs> rooms. And it's just because no. I didn't sit there long enough for it to load. Yeah. And I mean, I've sat there for, you know, a good 10, 10, 15 seconds just waiting for it to figure its stuff out, you know. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is... I don't know why this is killing my battery so badly. If you've not even loaded everything for me, uh, you know, oh, I don't yeah. know. It, it's not optimized be... in terms of programming. Yeah. So I'm hoping that a patch or something will maybe alleviate some of that, but you know, I'm not holding my breath. Scuttlebutt seems to be patches will come at the same time as certain DLCs. So. Well, I mean, you know, patches will come at that time. That doesn't mean there won't be patches beforehand though. Right. Um, Scuttlebutt says the patches will come with DLC. Who's Scuttlebutt? Well, what is who's Scuttlebutt? Well, I mean, no, they they oh, said you. that there All was right. going to be patches, but I mean, you know, like the patches often go along with DLC. That doesn't mean there won't be patches before that. That's what I just said. No, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm saying pretty confidently. You've been talking to someone at Nintendo. Maybe. Ah, uh, mm. Scuttlebutt. <laughs> Scuttle that butt. I don't I know am... if there will be further optimization. I really hope so. I do too. Yeah. Can we get way forward to work on this game too, in addition to Bloodstained, just to make it better? No. No. Okay. Never mind. No. Was, was anybody was else deep. feeling like very overwhelmed when they tried to play this at first? Yes. Yeah. There's oh a lot gosh, of systems. Yes. <laughs> there are so yeah. many systems. The tutorials last like 15 hours into the game. I, I didn't even notice until like a few hours ago about the uh, subsystem with the. Uh, Oh, the all the statues that you can upgrade with your renown. Yeah, like, you know there there was that tutorial, and I kind of didn't pay. Yeah, enough they do a to very it. poor job of explaining that. Like they should have made you have to get. They should have given you a quest to walk over and invest in a statue. Because yeah, I'm with you. Like it was a couple of hours before I started diving into that. Mm-hmm. Like I almost finished an entire statue. That's how much renown I had. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what I had when that's it, what it I finally had dawned on me. I hmm. so I had been reading about some things on Game Facts, and so I had heard about the statues. So I was watching that area, waiting for it to be ready for me. So I was right in, and, but uh, yeah, I yeah, can totally I, see missing that. Yep. Even before um, 
I mean, Chris, you had said something because I think I had streamed while that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thing I probably came shared on. with you the same sort of tip. Yep. But yeah, but it, I mean, I I don't know that I missed it like that. I I saw that that was something you could upgrade with some skill points that you had picked up, um, and I don't know that it 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 you know passed me by the same way. Um, I would have probably done the same thing, just upgraded it as I got renown. Um, but I only visit the the campus once a month. Um, that's, Same that's, here. Yeah, it's been my schedule. So, mm-hmm. um, I've well, I've been kind of following what the online people do, but for the most part, it's like the first month I do the exploration, and then the or, I'm sorry, the first week I do the exploration, and then the next three weeks I do battles. Yeah, getting those mm-hmm. stats is nice. Do you need Nintendo Online to get those percentages? Yeah, of what other I think people so. do. That's I don't have dumb. online, and I'm not allowed to see them. Yeah. So, like, when you when you have a menu, you don't get like 100 percent, 67 percent, zero percent, any of that. Nope. When you when, you, it, when you're choosing, do you what have to do Nintendo each week? online, Kelly? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Good to know. The only um, other thing I'm curious about do, do the uh, maps open up anymore as the as you get into the second half? Because they have been a little on the Smaller Small, side than I was yeah. expecting. Well, part of, I think part of the reason why the maps are so much smaller is because you have less people in combat. Like, most of the... It, it There's a lot of maps where it's like you get six people. Yeah, yeah. Plus, um, either guest characters or uncontrollable NPCs. Yeah, the allies. Yeah. Yeah, I think the handheld games, you your teams were t- typically... Like huge 15 16 actually oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah. yeah that's that's one of the things fire emblem has had in quite a number of generations is a bigger tactical rpg than most yeah so this is what nine with a guest yeah most of the time Usually it's around 10. like 10 yeah. yeah or 10 yeah I, yeah i've seen up to 12 but yeah yeah i think that's mm. the biggest it ever gets and i mean i say sort of 12 with a star because you can have retainers mm-hmm and so retainers sort of work like, um, what did you call it um, in like Fates and Awakening where you could combine two oh, units into one The stack. partner system? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is like a permanent partner that you take into battle. And they don't always attack with you. They have, they have a chance of doing one of three things. And one of them is use their ability, um, which is either going to be um, magic or healing or... Um, a physical attack, depending on the little icon that's next to them. Um, or they will increase your hit slash dodge rate, or they will something. And I never remember what the something is. It was a tutorial partway through the game. I blew through it. Yeah, I obviously missed the tutorial. I haven't even figured out how do you select which one goes with which person. Um, you press Y. You press Y on top y. of the person you want to add a retainer to. Yeah. Ah, Adjutant. Okay. Adjutant. Adjutant. Sorry. You can add a retainer to anybody, not just your main character. Star. Yeah, that's right. Um, I didn't know you that. Can only so you can add use it to adju- help. You can only add adjutants to people with like movement types. Uh, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. So you can't add any adjutants to Flame that I can see. I don't know why. No, there are some people that can't have adjutants, period. That's weird. Yeah. It makes sense if they're not, if they're never in a leadership role, because I don't think you can give an, an adjutant to. Um, Who's the kid that takes care of Lady Ray? Cyril? Yeah, you, I don't think yeah. you can add an adjutant to Cyril either. Okay. 
See, I've been just using the adjutants to kind of lead you AXP for um, lower level units like Flame. Because she, she kind of sucks for me right now. She's only level 13 and the rest of my dudes are hovering around 20. Well, and the nice thing is, is if you apply someone as, as an adjutant, they will gain um, not only character experience, but job experience and weapon experience too. Yeah. So like what I ended up doing is um, I needed to unlock um, a certain masterclass for Hanuman, the teacher. And so I set him as an adjutant with a sword in his hand. And so he slowly leveled up sword that way, as opposed to having me like put him in the combat and have him try to flack things over the head with an iron sword. All right. Um, any final thoughts on Fire Emblem Three Houses before we move on to the other games that we've been playing? Uh, Day Dway's um, support conversations have been interesting because it's always just people commenting on how quiet he is. Can somebody... <laughs> Is Dayway how you say his name? Because I've never figured out how to say his name. Or it's I think it's Daydo. Okay. Daydo in English, Dudu in Japanese. Is it Dudu? Dudu. Oh god, poor guy. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, right. that's it. Um, I'm going to jump into what I've been playing because since I finished Fire Emblem Three Heroes... You played the best game in the world. Yeah, Anna. Um. so I no. decided that I, I wanted to play a backlog game before I jump into my next review title. Um, and so I, I'd had a lot of people recommend to me the Friends of Ringo Ishikawa, um, which is supposed to be like an indie... That sounds like a visual River novel. River City Ransom slash Persona game. Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay, that premise sounds really cool. The premise is really cool. Okay, not That's so all. much. It's got. <laughs> it lacks in a lot of execution. So, like for example, the aesthetic is super cool. It screams River City Ransom, and so the combat is very River City Ransom. But the combat is rough compared to a River City Ransom game. Like the the planes up and down in a in a um, screen are really hard to tell apart. And so I'm like smashing my punch and my kick button and I don't understand why I'm not connecting, but the opponent is. Also, it lets um, multiple opponents attack you at the same time, which I think is a big no-no. I mean, yeah, I understand that that's more realistic, but it's kind of not what most River City games let you do. Um, and here's the other problem. There is zero direction in this game, none. So, like, at the start of the game, it dumps you into the game, you get a couple sentences of dialogue, and then nothing. You have to figure out what to do, where to go, what people to talk to, how you can recruit people into your into your um, posse when you're going to go out and rumble. Like, absolutely zero direction. And even worse than that is, is there's no indication of how to continue to trigger storyline. Do I have to be at my house at a certain time? Do I have to go to a certain zone? Like nothing, no guidance at all. So I found it really struggling to get into the game. So finally I went to like a Reddit thread and was like, here's the 10 things that you should do in the game. And it like broke down how to study. It broke down how to beat people up and how to figure out if you should even try to beat people up. It broke down like um, the schedules for businesses and if it was worth visiting them. Um, how much money to spend on stuff, how to get money, because it's like impossible to get money in that game. 
Um, and then, so it's like, all right, so now I have direction. I had to go outside of the game and I really get frustrated when I have to do that, but I have direction. All right. So I'm playing the game and I'm playing the game and I'm like, this all lacks a certain fun factor to it. But I was like, all right, I, I just, I kind of want to continue the story just to see how far it goes. Cause it's not a terribly long game. And after six hours, the game just kind of abruptly ends. So yeah, it was it like, ended on, it ended I was on laughing when it ended on discord. A weird night. note. It's like, oh, I'm done. All right. And it doesn't seem like the game has multiple endings, so it wasn't like I got a bad ending or a good ending. I just got an ending. It was like, all right, I'm done with that. So, if you want a mediocre game, Friends of Ring Ringo Ishikawa is right up your alley. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Anna Marie, seal of mediocrity. I'm short of mediocre games right now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I've been I mean, waiting for one of those. If, if you want to play like a short beat 'em up style River City game, I guess it fills that gap. But the problem is, is River City <laughs> Girls is coming out next month, and I'm it's going to be better. Yeah, that's what I thought you was playing when you brought it up. Yeah, I think we both were confused. Yeah, you both yeah. asked me, did I you get a copy of River really City copy. Girls early? I'm like, no, no, no. This is an older game. So yeah, it's fine. It's just not great. <laughs> so speaking of games that are hopefully great, Kelly, what'd you think of the ending of Persona Q2? Um, I liked it. I well, let me back it up. I enjoyed that the third, or the fourth dungeon went through and explained why the other three dungeons were so messed up, particularly the one with the dinosaurs with bangs. Because <laughs> that one kind of freaked me out. It's like, why do all these dinosaurs have bangs, and why do the T Rexes look like uh, they should be at a Kiss concert? But um, why not? Yeah, really. No, it it explains it, but I can't go into it too much because of spoilers. But y yeah, the that. How do I feel about the story? I I like the Persona Q story a lot better than Persona Q the OG? first Persona yeah. Q yeah um, I don't know that story just felt kind of slapped together and this one felt a little bit more like it had a point and it tied it felt like it kind of tied a lot into Persona 5 story um, I mean I, I don't know how to really explain my feelings for the game it was a game it didn't blow my crap away I enjoyed playing it, but I mean, I don't know. I'm a die. I guess when it comes to uh, like Persona and the Etrian Odyssey series as a whole, I kind of like the journey more than the destination. If that yeah. makes any sense, it does. Like I don't, I don't really play Etrian games or Persona Q games for the story. I just want to map map the dungeon and kill things. Yeah, and I think that was my problem with the first game was that, like, I enjoyed it from, like, a nostalgia standpoint, mm -hmm. but it just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, oh, okay, nostalgia doesn't carry me through, like, 70 or 80 hours of this. I'd mm -hmm. have been, ha I'd, I'd have probably been pretty happy with it if it had been, like, 40 hours. Though I did make a point to at least get the, uh, do the side quest with the three mascots just so that I could get their team move and have, um, Teddy and Koromu 
have have them ride in truck mode Morgana and kill things, which was awesome. But um, other than that, once once I got that side quest, I completely stopped doing side quests because I just wanted to get through the game. Fair. As it. As a matter of fact, I made a point to save the save finishing Persona Q from when uh, season the last season of Orange is the New Black came out, so that I could kind of binge watch that and work on getting through the dungeons at the same time. So it, it worked out almost beautifully. And my my husband was like, "I don't get it. Why why aren't you playing Fire Emblem, the game that you just got?" Like, well, because I I really need to finish Persona Q two first. Oh. Because you want to pay attention to Fire Emblem while you're playing yeah. it, not be distracted yeah. by something else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the other thing I played is it's something that kind of got shadow dropped on the eShop, uh, PictoQuest. Yeah, so shout out to our buddy Fabian, who um, turned both me and you towards this game. Yeah, because as soon as she posted it... He. Uh, oh, so, I'm sorry, he. It's okay. My bad. <laughs> it's a French name. As... There's no way. Okay, my 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 bad. As soon as he no one posted could a ever pic- know. <laughs> uh, he posted a picture of it and I was like, "Wait a minute, an RPG with Picross? I must have this." And it, it's got very very light RPG elements. Um, you're basically having to kind of solve the puzzle and fight a boss well, battle so- at the same time. Yeah, while you're solving the puzzle, like a mob is attacking you, and if you mess up, they will do more damage. And as as you finish lines, you will attack the mob, and once you finish the puzzle, you will kill the mob. And you um, get certain items to help you finish the puzzle faster, and you also get um, potions to heal during the uh, puzzle, but it's mostly just doing the puzzle. You're not really like ha- having an active role in these battles. And the mat, the the graphics are actually very cute. Um, it kind of gives me a Monster Boy vibe. Um, I'm I'm playing as the girl character, and to me, the girl character almost kind of looks like Lena Inverse from Slayers, which is cute. Um, and yeah, it's just it's Picross. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Pictograms, because Nintendo owns the copyrights to the name Picross. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's not really going to appeal to RPG fans very much, but to people that like me that just can't get enough Picross, it's the perfect game. Yeah, I need to pick this up. Don't yell at me, Chris. And I think it's only like eight bucks right now. Yeah, it's and totally I think stealth it's- launch because it's not in like any of the Nintendo download newsletters or anything. No, I was annoyed because, you know, usually I just go to the What's New tab on Thursday and browse stuff through that, and it wasn't even in the What's New tab. I had to search for it. So, yeah, that that's all I've been playing. All right. Um, Peter, what else have you been playing besides Fire Emblem? Uh, I actually, uh, I think it was like three weeks ago, started to do a co-op uh, session of Stardew Valley uh, with my wife. And I I think I expected us to just kind of like pick it up and tinker around with it a little bit, but I didn't expect the crack to hit so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so we're in like the third year at this point um and at the you know we've we've customized our farm to look very uh industrial she actually commented that the farm now looks like a small city instead of a farm um but yeah we've been tinkering around on that and it's this is one of those games where i mean uh, you obviously know anna that i i enjoy farm sims quite a bit um but i own five copies of this game on four different platforms um so i i guess i shouldn't have been surprised um that i would get drawn right back into it again but we've uh yeah we've been having a lot of fun it's been instead of we would normally like watch tv shows and things like that um it's been kind of the new thing that we do uh during our downtime and it's been uh, quite enjoyable I, I don't know if anybody else has used the multiplayer all that much but a lot of people ask me you know does it work is it you know is it stable that kind of thing and it actually it does work really well um, the only thing is there's no cross-platform play, so um, wherever you want to play it, bless you. Thank you. <laughs> wherever you want to play it, um, it has to be on that same platform. So I'm I'm playing on a MacBook Air, and she's on my um, PC, but we actually have a Steam link, so I moved it out into the living room, and she uses an Xbox controller because she doesn't like keyboard and mouse. But yeah, it's been really it. I haven't haven't done much more than Fire Emblem. The Steam Link is perfect for those kind of things. It really is. Um, the only catch to the Steam Link is that it really does rely on you having a good internet connection. Um, anything moderate or below, and you'll you'll notice a lot of um, like fragmentation in the video or um, mm-hmm. like weird lag spikes. But uh, I recently bumped up my internet because I didn't realize how many devices I have in my home that are connected to the Wi-Fi. And uh, it's been flawless ever since. Yeah, I haven't had any problems with it so long as one of the two, either the computer or the Steam Link is plugged into my router. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you saying yeah. your, your uh, Smash Brothers stuff was your fault after all? It might have been, actually. <laughs> I, I am now starting to wonder if that was the case so what'd you do what'd you upgrade to uh 250 down oh so oh i thought maybe you upgraded your router because you said you were improving your wi-fi situation no no so i thought that i thought it was the wi-fi um okay. and when i called and this was like the first time in the history of ever owning comcast where the person on the other line was actually helpful no um, <laughs> this can't be i reject I know, this concept i know i was like i was weirded out by it i'm like oh my gosh did you have something someone pinch you afterwards like, yeah. like am i dreaming <laughs> it's like i need to know what's going on but anyway so she like evaluated i guess they can tell what's all on my router uh, yeah remotely. if it's from mm-hmm. them yeah yeah, so they were like, uh, yeah, you have all these devices, so that's probably what's going on. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize my Switch stayed connected even when it was, like, off. But it, it's not, like, an intermittent thing. Like, the Switch is always taking data. Mm-hmm. Um, so as an FYI to anybody. Um, not that the, much. The right. PlayStation doesn't, though. Yeah. It's weird. Um, anyways. So yeah, so she she fixed my situation up, and uh, shout outs to Comcast for the first time ever for doing the right thing. Don't do that; they'll just get an inflated head now. I know, I know, but I feel like I I, I complain about them enough that it warranted saying something. Uh, I try to I try to be fair with my online criticisms, 
Uh, I'm very quick to jump on Twitter and be like, hey, your company sucks. Please stop being sucky. Um, so I had to let them know that they did a good job. Hey, a broken clock is at least right twice, right? Yeah, there you go. Even a stop <clears throat> clock shows the right time twice a day. All right. Are we ready for feedback? I think so. We have a voicemail. We have a voicemail. Voicemail time. All right. Here's our voicemail from, I believe, Matt in Texas. Yes. Budai. Budai. Matt from Texas. All right. Here we go. Yes, Budai. I would say that um, this newest Fire Emblem is the best one of all. I mean, the thing is, it's deeper. It's it. The storyline is um, it, it's more mature. The combat system is as deep as it's been, and uh, I'm just really happy with it. So um, that it's the best. So alright, bye. And yeah, I agree. Like I've actually put in my review that Three Houses has become my favorite Fire Emblem. Before that, it's... it was like the GBA one. <laughs> It's quickly getting up there. It could dethrone Awakening for me. Awakening is good. Ad- advanced Jenna Genomic Simulator? Genometrics? Genomics? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just w- w- waifu game or For- waifu forced game. breeding game. Yeah, Did, I thought I talked about. Oh, uh, maybe it was before you were on the podcast. Are I, you we saying had a podcast it's a human cattle simulator where we discussed like how I spreadsheeted for specific breeding? Oh, I thought I you were going somewhere this. else with the word spread. Okay. <laughs> All right, back into the feedback. Hey, Josh, this is from you. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe you're you. You actually talked last week about like the one first person shooter back in the day I played, like playing Doom. And uh, playing Doom Online, you were talking about that last week, Chris. And like, yeah, it actually, it wasn't just restricted to LAN parties. There was a way to play it over dial-up co-op with your friends. And I don't remember anymore how it worked. Like if you dialed into one person or, or, you know, like uh, across or exactly how it worked. I remember playing with one of my friends in high school where we would play Doom in co-op mode over uh, dial-up. Amazing things you could do on the internet back then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I unfortunately only had the Saturn version of Doom. I used to dial in and play Netstorm with people. Netstorm. Yep. Netstorm okay. players unite. Let me know if you know what the hell I'm talking about. I'll be back next week. All none of them come to I hear Chris groan. I hear Chris groaning at the thought of playing uh, Doom over dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What, the game wasn't crunchy enough for you? <laughs> oh, man. And then favorite favorite Fire Emblem game for me is still Radiant Dawn. Three, here, three Houses hasn't dethroned it yet. <gasps> okay. Um, Shaman writes in and says, As tempting as it is to say heroes, since it satisfies my lizard brain in a way only Pokemon games can, I'm going to go with my gateway drug game of awakening so awakening must have been his first fire emblem game it was a lot of people's first fire it was game. yeah no that's true it wasn't my first but it was the first one that it clicked yeah no that really makes sense 
All right, Starberry Eggs writes in and says, oh, wow, it must be one most favorite. None of my flip-flopping on Path of Radiance and Shadows of Valentia. Gotta pick. I'll probably flip on this immediately, but I'll pick Fire Emblem Echo Shadows of Valentia. The gameplay is somewhat lacking compared to uh, Path of Radiance, but I thought it was still enjoyable. The story is not only excellent, it's amazing how it flushes out the bare bones that is Fire Emblem Guidance plot and incorporates later Fire Emblem lore. The characters are great and the voice acting is top notch. The music is fantastic, which I find especially neat because while there are new tracks, a lot of it are remixes of music from Fire Emblem Gaiden and not far in three houses at all. So I can't compare that game to any of the series yet. Uh, Gamer Esquire writes in and says, terrific episode of the podcast. Enjoyed the extended discussion of three houses. As to my favorite FE title, I would go with FE7 Blazing Sword on GBA. As the first FE title to release in the West, it served as my gateway into the series. It was well-balanced in terms of depth and accessibility, and the sprite art remains my favorite in any GBA title. While the story may not be as developed as my second favorite entry in the series, Genealogy of the Honey War, I really liked Lynn, Elliewood, and Hector as characters. The inclusion of Hector hard mode in FE7 provides the challenge that veteran players of the series crave in FE titles. Ultimately, I love Fire Emblem 7 because it focuses on what made Fire Emblem great as a series. Strategic combat, well-designed maps, challenging gameplay, and memorable characters. Um, and then Nathan's not here this week. He wanted to know where the guide for the three houses is going to be. We'll have to ask Nathan to chime in at some point. Yeah, I right. forget what site he does his guides on. I'm sorry. I to- I'm totally blanking. He's mentioned it in previous podcasts, too. That's the, that's the sad part. Um, Victor says, I don't like strategy RPGs. I've tried several, but they're typically too tedious, punishing, and depressing to hold my interest. Except for Mario Plus Rabbits, which is much more streamlined, pre- player-friendly, and cheerful. So unless... So my, fire fam- so my favorite Fire Emblem game is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. <laughs> in the world of light game mode, I unlocked Marth ASA Play and played the entire adventure as him, which took 30 plus hours. Honorable mentions goes to Super Smash Brothers Brawl, where Marth gets some cool scenes with Meta Knight in the subspace emissary game mode. Shoutouts to Marth for being awesome. Shout Ever to since Marth. his Western <laughs> shoutouts to Marth for being awesome. <laughs> Ever since his Western debut in Super Smash Brothers Melee. That's a good answer. I like that answer. I do too, except for the fact that he mentioned that his favorite Fire Emblem is Smash Brothers. <laughs> no, I, think, I think that that's counts. a totally valid. No. no, valid answer because no. I say so. No, I mean, and then he, and then the Mario and Rabbids. Really, I mean, it just hurts my soul. I'm I don't sorry. know how approachable not... do you guys think Fire Emblem Three Houses is? Because I would very, say it's pretty much. damn approachable. It's yeah, way much. easier. Than most Fire Emblem games. I mean, there's a lot of systems, but it's so easy that it doesn't really matter. You don't need to maximize any of the systems. So, well, and have we even talked about the Time Turner? The Time Turner. (laughs) It's Harry Potter. (laughs) What what is it called in this one? Uh, Divine Pulse. Divine Pulse. That's right. It's in the middle of the turn wheel. Mm -hmm. So you can just turn back time all the way to the beginning of the map if you want to. Well, you can. Oh. <laughs> well, that, well, you beat me then. to that, Chris. Sorry about that. You aren't going to beat Chris. You aren't going to beat Chris to an opportunity to sing. Sure, but, you can. I mean, there's always time for share. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's share, isn't it? I have yep. no yep. idea. 
It is. Okay. All right. So if you want to provide feedback, there's lots of ways for you to do so. One, you can email podcast at rpgamer.com. You can be like Matt from Texas and call or text us at 608-729-4098. Um, you can come join us every week live at twitch.tv slash rpgamer at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Saturdays. That's right. Or you can go to rpgamer.com, find the latest RPG cast thread, and plop your reply in that thread, just like Victor, Gamer Esquire, Strawberry Egg, Shaman, Josh, and Budai did. So thanks, everybody. Uh, feedback is honestly really important to the show. Yeah. Um, so we love hearing from you guys. Um, so write in and, and, and love us. Love us, please. Pretty please. We love you. Please. All right. Um, you know what time it is? News. Thank you. All right. Um, so In Exile announced um, two things. They announced a Bard's Tale trilogy for Xbox One. Um, that is coming on August 13th, so this week. Um, the collection offers rebuilt and remastered versions of uh, the three games originally created by Interplay in the 80s. So this is the um, same Bard's Tale trilogy that was released for PC in August of 2018. Um, and the three titles are Tales of the Unknown, The Destiny Knight, and The Thief of Fate. Um, they also announced that the Wasteland 30th Anniversary Edition is coming to Xbox One. Um, this is also pre this was previously announced for PC um, for Q4 2019. So we will see when this will be coming later in the year. Um, Arc System Works um, fighting game Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Um, announced that they're going to have an RPG mode when the game launches for PS4 next year. The RPG mode tells an, tells an original story featuring the major characters from the franchise in the form of a 2D action fighting RPG. Um, the mode will have both English and Japanese voice acting as well as 3D rendered cutscenes and boss battles. Um, so this is the game that it's coming out in Japan on February 6, 2020 for PS4. Um, Xseed Games announced it um, prior to E3. So it'll be Xseed in North America, Marvelous Europe in Europe. Um, no release date announced for it at all. Um, but it'll be at least 2020 since that's when the Japanese version is coming out. Um, Gung Ho finally came out of their pit of silence. And announced that the Grandia HD collection, which has both Grandia HD and Grandia 2 HD, is releasing um, for the Nintendo Switch on August 16th. So that's also this week. So we played this at PAX last year, and they pretty heavily implied that it was like on its way out the door, ready. Um, it was not even close to being ready. Um, <laughs> games come with both English and Japanese audio as well as English, Japanese, French, and German text. Yeah, the the Grandia 2 has been out on PC for like three or four years now. Yeah, the so Grandia 2 Anniversary Edition came out um, for both PS2 and PC. No, Grandia no, 2 no. came out on PS2 and PC. And then the HD 
Uh, and then the Gradio 2 Anniversary Edition came out, what, 2015? Something like that. I picked it up. It, I played some of it. Like, it was fine on PC. Yeah, because that was a but 15th anniversary version. I have heard less good things about the Switch version when people have played it. I think most of the problems seem to sound around the original Grandia. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what I played at PAX last year was rough, but it's had a year of development. So any feelings that I had on it are completely out of date. Yeah. Um, so, hey, do you guys remember how Star Ocean Animesis came out? Um, is that the phone one? Yeah, so oh, it came no. out like at the end of last year. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, answer is no. No, I don't yeah. remember that. Well, which is probably why it's shutting down on November 5th. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> um, players can continue to play the game and obtain characters and participate in co-op bottle, co-op battles until co-op it, bottles. Co-op bottles. <laughs> um, until the game shuts down November 5th, 2019. Good riddance. Yeah, I, no, I did, it like, was apparently it. bad. Like, the oh. storyline was good, but, like, all of the mechanics around gotcha and stuff were awful. Oof. Poor Star Ocean. That's it a game that better. started out so good. I haven't liked any Star Ocean games, so I'm kind of ambivalent about this. But it's never nice to see that a game fails because it was just too greedy. I like the first two. Oh, I don't know. We, we're seeing Dragalia Online succeeding just fine, right? Yeah, but they changed their stuff. Did they? Yeah. that. Oh. Um, my complaint was that if you got a rare item, it reset your rare character count. Yeah? Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Oh. So, you know, there's that. Which is better than a kick in the pants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please don't oh. kick my pants. Please don't kick me in the pants. All right. I'll soil um, my plants. Event Horizon has announced its new title. It's called Dark Envoy. Previously, they put out something called Tower of Time. These Dark are PC Envoy. Games. Let's let's make it fancy. Dark Envoy. 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 Um, the the Dark Envoy is being described yeah. as a non-linear yeah. RPG with inspirations from Divinity, XCOM, FTL, Mass Effect, and Dragon Age. See, some of those are good and some of those are not good. So it's like, I mean, no. all right. It's, it's hitting a lot of different, it's hitting a lot of different uh, RPG genres with that list. Yeah. We'll see how that all. So we're, we're going to be able to sleep with a lot of different people because it's based off Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Maybe. Um, yeah, so Dark Envoy sees players exploring the world using a skyship as their base of operations. Um, co-written by author Michael Chatfield. I don't know who that is. It follows siblings Kayla and Kiros as they attempt to repair their parents' spaceship while the world is embroiled in a, embroiled in a deep war between the human empire and the old races. I have a question. Uh-huh. Is it flame-broiled? No. Oh, Embroiled. Okay. All right. No, that was it. That's all I got. It was a yeah. dumb um, Real-time exploration, turn-based combat, single-player, two-player co-op in a mode called player versus the world. When, where the second player acts as the final boss and attempts to defeat the first player before they become too powerful. This is being developed for PC, PS4, and Xbox One and is slated for late 2020. All right. So there was um, a video that came out for Pokemon Sword and Shield this week. And it was weird because the Japanese version of the video was totally different from the uh, the English version of the video. Oh? Yeah, so... I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, so they... First thing and... Um, first thing 
uh, and I'm going to talk about everything that both videos They added now. a bong! There's a bong Pokemon! No, that's a top it's hat. It's a bong Pokemon! It's a top it's a hat. Smoke it's stack. supposed to be a smokestack. It's a bong. It's a top hat it's, smokestack. It's a bong. Top hat it, smokestack. It is I, a very... Chris, it's a very dapper bong. It's a, it's a bong. It ain't that dapper. <laughs> It's got no, it's, green smoke it coming out of very, it. It's a freaking bong. Chris, the green smoke is mustaches and beard. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a bong. I'm sorry. It doesn't look like fine. that to me at all. Maybe I've that should be our question. Does photos. the new wheezing look like a bong? <laughs> What's I mean, it called? It Galela? Galarian Dark. wheezing. Galarian wheezing. So it is fairy poison. That's cool. Um, and they also showed off a Galarian variant of Zigzagoon. And not only did they show off Zigzagoon and Linoon, but um, there is a third evolution that's being added to the line called Obstagoon. Obstagoon, 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 Fungus, Fungus. Zigga, 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 Zigga. What's the name of the mushroom Pokemon? Fungus. Shroomish. I just told you. Oh, is it Shroomish? Shroomish. Shroomish or Fungus? No, it's Fungus. Are they both? Um, Maybe one of those is the evolution of the other. Fungus is totally... A f- yeah, Fungus is the one that was in your little video. Okay. Oh. And then it's Amoongus. Wait, what is it again? There's Fungus. Yeah, you know, this is going to be lost on so many people because that was very early. Survivor! Oh, it's a survivor! I couldn't find anybody who'd actually animated that. There was just those images that you found, and I don't know. I searched, Anna. I I wanted to show it to people, and and I couldn't, and it was sad. (sighs) Galarian Weezing is like straight up just on Know Your Meme by itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a, a lot of people have been comparing uh, Obstagoon to Gene Simmons, and supposedly Gene Simmons is very flattered. Anna, take a look. Take a look at the stream now, and tell me that that, that thing is not a bong. Um, hang on. I have the wrong thing up at the moment. I can going to say, <laughs> you have Blu- Blu-ray paper player I'm up. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's not a bong. It's a bong. It's not. Anyways, we're we're carrying on from drug paraphernalia. <laughs> Gotta get back to my window. Yeah, so um so yeah, they talked about uh regional variants. I think it's cool that they're doing further evolutions along a line. It's something mm-hmm. that I thought they should have been doing a long time ago. Um and then they announced a totally new Pokemon called Morpico, which is like the the Pikachu on crack for this generation. What is that the hamster one? Yeah. So yeah. if it's happy, um, it's electric type. Um, but it can also get hangry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's actually called hangry mode. And then it switches to a dark type. And it's hangry. It's my spirit animal. I think that's the first time I've ever seen Hangry used in a video game. <laughs> hangry! Um, and so, it, because it's a hamster, it jumps on a wheel and attacks. And the wheel or a wheel move um, changes whether it's in normal form or hangry form. Um, they also announced new rival trainers. So this is cool. There's like a whole bunch of rivals that are going around and they like all have their own motivations and stories behind them. So there's one guy, um, Bede, 
and he is like endorsed by like the president of some company. Yeah, Chairman it, Rose. Um, I didn't. I didn't notice him. I was more fixated on the girl, Marnie. Rival. Yeah, so Marnie has more Pico, the new hangry. Uh, hamster. Yeah, so when you when it's hangry, it doesn't even do the hamster wheel thing. It just emotes anger, and that's the attack. It's just dark <laughs> energy coming out of it. I'm like, oh, I've experienced this from my wife before. Is, my wife's the new Pokemon. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be the title of the podcast. Um, and so Marnie's cool because not only does she have the hangry Pokemon, she has her own cheering squad. Team Yell! Team Yell! So the last team, Team Skull, was great because they just didn't want to do anything. And this uh, team's great because all they want to do is shout. I'm, I'm well, really... The, the team choices are on point the last two games. The Team Yell is clearly inspired by soccer hooligans. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they got like these... They've got dual Vuvuzelas. They've much got like Vuvuzelas. Vuvuzela bongs. And, and scarves. And scarves. Well, and they hold up like the posters that they hold up of her are sideways, and literally the only place that I've seen that is football games, footy games, footy. Yes. Plus, with with it being in Britain, it kind of with Galar being essentially Great Britain, it kind of makes sense that it would be soccer hooligans. Yes. I'm sorry, soccer fans. I think hooligans is the right word. I don't think anybody's gonna get. I don't know. We'll consult Alex next time he's on the show. Are they hooligans or fans? Yes. You right. decide. Um, <laughs> yes. So that that was sort of interesting. Um, and then the thing that they didn't talk about in the North American stream and the, that they did talk about in the Japanese stream is Pokemon jobs. Poke jobs. So if you go to a Pokemon Center, you can uh, find a job. Um, and you put a Pokemon into a box and they do the job. And then when the job finishes, you get it back and you get experience and rare items. So, yeah, I'm so, just, I don't understand it, why they didn't cover this at all in the English version. Maybe they thought it was going to be too complex. So is it basically like the mission table and wow, where you just send a yeah. Pokemon on a mission? Yeah, no, totally. Doesn't it sound like that? Yeah, it sounds exactly like that. Well, at least it'll let you kind of passively level ones. Um, so Pokemon Sword and Shield comes out worldwide on Nintendo Switch on November 15th. Um, I can't wait. If you pre-order... Oh, yeah, they also announced a new pre-order incentive. If you pre-order the Double Pack Steelbook, you will get um, a a code that lets you fight and capture Dynamax Larvitar and Dynamax Jengmo. Oh, the, dra the two dragon ones. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to encounter those normally in the game anyways. This just lets you kind of jump the queue. All right. Uh, we've talked about this game a couple of times. Um, Children of Morta finally has a release date. So I think last time... We talked about this. It was just that it had been announced for September. But now we have a firm release date. Um, the game arrives on PC on September 3rd. 
and then comes to PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on October 15th. Um, so the digital price is $21.99. The physical editions are more expensive. Yes, $50. Um, and I know we've talked about this a couple of times. It's a roguelike action RPG. You play as a family that has been, um, you know, set, a, set up as the guardians of Mount Mora. You're the Bergson family. Um, you are leading, it sounds like multi-generations in a mission to defeat the corruption that has overtaken the mountain and infested it with monsters. So I'm looking forward to playing that on the Switch. Hey! Um, hey Idea Factory International has finally nailed down a release date for Mary Skelter 2. Speaking of games for you on the Switch. Yeah, I know. I'm totally looking forward to this. I liked the <laughs> first one. Apparently this one's even creepier though. So, <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mary Skelter 2 um, was PS4 and, uh, PS4 and Switch in Japan. Um, we are only getting the Switch version in North America and Europe due to stuff. I just don't want to get into it. Um so if you're looking to pick this up, Mary Skelter 2, October 22nd, 2019 in North America, October you're 23rd. For this. I am so excited for this. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to to get in touch with uh, IFI and be like, for you copy, please, please. We buy it your damn self. We bought the first one. Uh-huh. Someone needs to give Phil uh, Phil Willis a copy. Oh yeah. No, I'm sorry. It was Mike Mohiki that. Oh, that Mike okay. Minky. Mike Minky. Yeah, Mike Minky. We're, yeah. we're going to continue to abuse Jooms. Jooms yes. ran into a game breaking bug in the Vita version. So. It was, it, it, it was just game. so funny. Yeah, it was so funny hearing you two to talk about this game, and it was like he was talking about two completely different games. Yep. That's what happens when I don't get the game, game breaking bug and someone else does. Mm hmm. I mean, it's it's sincerely a bummer because I think it's a good game. And I feel bad that he kind of got screwed. Right. It's totally uh, a bong. I'm telling you it's a bong. It's <sighs> <laughs> what um, happens if you let there be silence, Anna. CCCP has announced The Last Spell, which is a turn-based tactical RPG with roguelite elements. Mm-hmm. Um, the game sees players controlling a group of heroes attempting to defend humanity's last refuge against the monstrous horde unleashed after an arcane arms race. This race produced arcane mists, which, uh, which are filled with monsters and turn those who touch into monsters as well. If, of course, it doesn't drive them completely bonkers. Players are tasked with defending one final effort to save the world through the casting of a final spell designed to eliminate all magic from the world. Last spell features day-night cycles where players use the daytime to build defenses, set traps, and train up replacements to their lost forces. Characters are customizable with weapons equipped determining their abilities in combat. Night sees the assault of enemy creatures which players need to take down before they reach the magicians attempting to break the seals. Combat is grid-based but designed to be fast-paced and encouraging of party optimization and aggressive tactics. Last Spell is in development for PC and Mac with a release planned in 2020. Switch has also been announced, but will release after the PC version. Um, Indivisible has a release date announcement. Um, It is coming October 8th um, in North America for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. 
Um, it will be in other regions of the world, October 11th for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. A Switch version is continuing in development, and they are aiming for late 2019. Um, they also announced a list of like 30 voice actors, so I'm not going to read this all. But if you're interested, uh, Michael Dorn is one of them. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, they got a, They actually have a really good list here. They have Emily O'Brien, they have Erica Lindbeck, they have um, Michael Doran, they have... Um, Matt uh, Mercer's on there. Matt Mercer, they have uh, Marie Restbrook, they have Cassandra Lee Morris. Yeah, they have all of the big hitters, basically, in video game voice acting. I wonder if Ginger will tell you to go to sleep. Let's not do that tonight. Let's not do that tonight. No. The, the next uh, headline... Con- Confused me because at first I thought it was a Cyberpunk 2077 like mini game that was announced or something, but <laughs> yeah. So um, Game Deck was announced, G A M E D E C, which is a cyberpunk RPG centered around Warsaw City in the 22nd century, and you are playing as a private detective tasked with solving crimes that occur in an assortment of virtual worlds. So like it's like it. Watching the video, it's like uh, like there's child slavery in, uh, <laughs> you know, like people having child slaves that are playing uh, free-to-play MMOs to Gold Farm and what? things like that. <laughs> so you're solving crimes that are related to online games? Is that true? Yeah. That's wild. Wow. All right, so Game Deck... Mm. Um, is being developed for PC and wants to emulate tabletop RPG aspects, um, focusing on character building choices. Um, and they expect to launch sometime in 2020. Looks is this like a Kickstarter or something else. Nope. This, uh, Just okay. nope. announced. By whom? Who's Hanchar Studios. Hanchar? Yeah. Where are they out of? Where are they done? Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. I've heard of it before. Let's Hanchar. click on the tag. Um, no, we haven't covered stuff from them before. Hanshar. How do I spell that? A N S H A R. Uh, they made a VR game. Yeah, they made a couple of VR games. Kate Malone, Hidden Object Detective, and Detached. Also a VR game. Looks like they've done a bunch of VR stuff. EU projects. So there you go. They've collaborated with Larian, Bluebeer Team, Artifacts Mundi, The Farm 51, Seaboom. All right, so cool. They're, they're in Europe somewhere. Can you make a mark, please? Kelly's having issues. Poland. Okay. Um, I'm back. Okay. My internet just kind of pooped. Okay. Mark made just in case. All right. But you're going to hear this in the final episode, and it's okay. Nothing bad happened. It's all all right. What's up, Anna? What else we got? Um, there's a Kickstarter check-in for Alder's Blood. Kickstarter check! This game is a Victorian Western fantasy RPG with oh. players leading a crew of hunters on a quest to kill a corrupted god. What? What? Yes. Victorian Western what? Fantasy. So like cowboys and Victorian? I don't know. Or Vistor- v- Western as in Western RPG? I, Help me out here. Yeah, it looks like cowboys, but it also looks like... Victorian era dresses. 
players will need to Wait, manage resources. The only thing we're missing is like large mech and dating elements like uh, Sakura Wars. Do we have that too? What? You're not even responding to me. No, I'm just blinking. Why are you blinking? All right, so players will need to manage resources and pick their battles carefully as hunters are unlikely to emerge victorious in straight one-on-one fights. Aspects like wind direction and clever use of tools will be important to survive as the party attempts to avoid enemy ambushes and set up their own. So this is a game being developed for PC and Switch. PS4 and Xbox One versions are being considered. This is creepy looking. Yeah. They're looking for 12000 in funding with the campaign set to end on September. Apparently they got quite a bit of that in the first 24 hours yeah. or something. So it's only $20 to get into the game. 20 bucks for a game copy. What What if you want to spend all the monies? What do you get? Uh, hang on. I didn't quite scroll down What's that far. What's their thing? Um, I think it might be This gone? looks really freaking hard. No, hang on. All gone, all gone. Oh. Uh, 1500 Design an NPC with us. Design oh. a new NPC and its own quest line with the team. Personal thank you from the team during streams. Exclusive weapon and charm, digital copy of the game, choose your platform, close beta key, close alpha key, digital art book and dev documentary, Alder's Blood soundtrack, backer's name in the credits, yeah. wallpaper for your phone and PC, Pass. access to backer exclusive updates, mm-hmm. social media package. Yeah, we can move on. Oh, they actually had one person back at that level. All right, cool. They're excited. Right. So, yeah. Um, and they want to release in 2020. Um, so that was all the major news. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had a cool editorial feature, um, which was RPG music that moved us. And so, um, you know, talking about... That was about, done by one of our new writers, yep. Eric. Uh, frog something. Hair frog. He wrangled, he wrangled people for this. Yes. So, yeah, people talk about the music that they really love in certain games. Um, so go ahead and check it out because it's an interesting mix of different kinds of music. We talk about Symphony of the Night, Chrono Trigger, Dragalia Lost, Final Fantasy fourteen, and the Bravely series. All right. Uh, we also had two reviews this week. Um, we had my Fire Emblem Three Houses review. And then we also had a Wargrove review, which confuses me because I didn't think we covered that game. <laughs> Apparently we do now. All right. Let's see what Joom said. Um, Jooms's review puts it actually slightly higher than I think I would. Did you fin? You did, yeah. I did finish it. Yep. So, yeah. Um, his his positives and minuses are exactly what I what I thought they would be. So. There you go. Cool. All right. <laughs> what else um, we got? We have some briefs. <gasps> Boxers. Yes. Can we make a new joke? That joke's tired. Okay. I'm maybe tired that, that should joke. be our maybe that should be our question. How about week. we not do that joke? Okay. How about we just do briefs? We we have new Project Sakura Wars screenshots that show off the new combat because it's is... no longer turn based. What what? Action. What? Yeah, it's an action based Veto. No. Go back. Fix it. Go um, fix it. Sometimes Jonah changes can no. be good. No. Look at Dragon Quest Builders. Oh, all right. All right. Um, is this a is this a Muso now? Because no. I'll totally no. do Sakura Wars Muso. Nope. 
Like you're in the middle of battle and you have to like, you have a time limited choice that affects your relationship with the girl. All of a sudden you're like, no, I'm in the middle of a combo. I don't know what, what type of dongo you like. Oh my gosh, leave me alone. <laughs> All right. So um, that probably will happen. <laughs> the outer world started doing like some serious marketing this week. So they announced that they're coming to the Nintendo switch. Um, they put up a 30 minute um, trailer as part of the um, PlayStation Underground series. This is the uh, Obsidian, it's Fallout, but it's not Fallout. Yeah, game. so it's yeah. being made by Tim Kane and Leonard Boyarsky, which was like the guys that made Fallout. Which Fallout? Fallout Original. 1? Fallout, Fallout? Yeah. I, thought Fallout. They were, I thought those guys were working on... Oh, I can't keep this straight. I thought they were working on Wasteland 2 and stuff. No. Okay. I mean, there are a lot There's of so many people that build themselves <laughs> as the original creators of Fallout. All right. <laughs> yeah. So um, Outer World um, is a first-person single-play sci-fi RPG where players control a colonist who find themselves involved in a conspiracy that may destroy their colony. All right. Sounds like Fallout. Yep. yep. They must deal with factions, make choices that will affect the outcome of the story. Um, it is being published by Take Two Inter uh, Take Two Subsidiary Private Division, coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One on Wait, October twenty fifth. But the Switch doesn't Microsoft doesn't own Obsidian? Yeah, this, this was done before right. they bought Obsidian. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's Obsidian Entertainment's game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was done before so Microsoft. All of this was set in the path, you know, set on its path before Microsoft bought them. So right. okay. the the ink was already dry on these contracts. Mm. Um, Darksiders 2 is available now on Nintendo Switch. Yay. It wasn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it already was. Um, Decay of Logos is launching this month. This is um, Rising Star Games um, and Amplify Creations. Um, Decay of Logos, they've been advertising this all over the place. It's a third-person fantasy action RPG where players control a young woman named Ada whose village is destroyed by a group of crimson knights bearing the royal crest um, with her elk companion. She sets out on a quest for revenge. Um, Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission is getting another free update. The update adds 17 new characters, including Goku in both Ultra Instinct mode and Super Saiyan God mode, and original characters from Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission World. It includes new super attacks, abilities, extra missions, battle modules, and cards designed to boost the experience and friendship points between people. Friendship? Steam World Quest got a big update this week. So if you have been waiting to play Steam World Quest's Hand of Gilgamesh, um, lots of things. Number one, New Game Plus mode. So if you've been waiting, well, slacker. Um, you start a new game um, while retaining your non-story progress. So you get to um, retain your cards and items. If you have already played Steam World Quest and mastered Legendary Mode, no problem. They have also added the new Legendary Remix difficulty setting, which adds even more challenge and new gameplay twists. Even more. It's only available if you're playing New Game Plus. Um, they also added a gallery and a jukebox mode, as well as HD Rumble support on the Switch and numerous gameplay and balance tweaks. I really like Steam World Quest. Yep. I think that you should get it. Oh, and it's on sale right now. It, the you in that sentence is everybody? Yes, everybody okay. should get it. Everyone should get it. You and you and you. Okay. 
Okay. Um, new details for Atelier Riza, Ever Darkness, sorry, Atelier Riza, Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout. Um, they put out a new two minute trailer. They put out a new information, screenshots and gameplay footage all fe- um, around the gathering and synthesis system um, and the ability for players to share their creations with friends. So this is the 21st mainline title in the Atelier franchise and marks the start of a new sub-series. Um, it is coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and PC on October 29th, 2019. And there's more details around Grimwald's Night in Ease 9. Um, uh, yeah, this is weird, and I think you need to know more about the game to fully understand this. So if you want to know more about it, read the story. Release date time. Wait, question of the week. What are we asking people? I have a question. Yes. W- what's our question? Yeah, I know. No, that is my question. What's our question? No? Nothing really stands out. Hmm. We're not good at this. We should cancel the show. We can't come up with questions of the week. We're done with the show. Are are we going to ask people if they think that Pokemon is a bong or not? No, we can't do that. No, Peter, Peter, what's our question of the week? Put you on the spot. No, you you haven't said anything in like an hour. You better tell me. He's playing Fire Emblem He's playing for Fire our entertainment. Yeah. For our entertainment? Yeah, you have it up on the TV most of the time. Uh, Okay. I think I've got one because okay. part of the reason why I was having trouble getting into Fire Emblem at first was because of the text size, particularly in handheld mode. So what text or what font choices in RPGs have annoyed the crap out of you? Xenoblade Chronicles X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The worst. <laughs> I, I literally remember having to sit right next to the TV to be able to read the text in that game. I mean, my, my complaint atrocious. is Dragon Quest Builders 2 because it's so tiny in the help windows in handheld mode. Um, It's readable, but it Secret, should have been way bigger. Secret of Mana is top of mind, but that was kind of never meant to be played in HD, so I can kind of sort of forgive it. But some of the text in this new Fire Emblem, I have to squint pretty bad. Yeah, I guess I never realized how close I had to, in handheld, I have to sit to see what's being said. Hmm. This really ought to be something that we can fix with modern consoles. They ought to have font options Mm -hmm. for sizes. At at least sizes, because to me it's as bad as not having uh, subtitles. Hey, I have a question. I have another question. Mm -hmm. When are we going to get to what games I've been playing this week? You've been playing Fire Emblem. But we never talked. I don't I don't feel like I ever got to go. We were <laughs> all talking about Fire Emblem at the same time. Did anyone else go? Yeah. Or was yeah. it just we you? Were, yeah, it was no. pretty much just Fire but Emblem I, Roundtable. No, I didn't play anything else, so that's okay. And <laughs> Kelly talked about Persona Q2 and PictoQuest, and Peter talked about Stardew Valley, and I, I talked just about realized, Ringo Ishikawa. I just realized like, I never got to say I didn't play anything, so I felt cheated. You talked in the Fire Emblem section. Oh, all right. We we have a recording, and you are going to listen okay, to it. Okay, I'll listen to it. Oh. 
Nobody likes me. All right. New releases this week. What are they? Um, Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark is coming to the Switch. Finally. Yeah. So I got to decide if I'm going to pick this up right away or wait. I've been, we've been hearing good things for weeks from people on this show. Like uh, Jonathan and Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um, Pillars of Eternity Complete Edition comes to the Switch. Okay. There's, I, it's been interesting. I've been watching a lot of no physical, no buy for this, this week. Jeez. Oh boy. Um, how exciting. Rebel Galaxy Outlaws coming to the PC. Hey, your conflict of interest. <laughs> I work at double damage games. So all I'm saying is that it's coming out yeah. on the Epic game store. You terrible people. What are you doing? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. There was a hard times. It was a hard time story today. Where is it? It was so good. Oh, hang on. The hard times.net. Oh, where is it? Nobody knows. It's gone. <sighs> they put up a story gone. today that was about if you, that, that um, Epic was now offering people who launched exclusively on their store, um, protection <laughs> bodyguard like, services for free <laughs> like mafia protection or uh, what have witness to be right protection. witness protection okay <laughs> oh where's that story it was so funny i was just about killing myself this morning before the podcast uh, why can i not find uh, it you can't find it because yeah. you want it yeah, don't send people death threats over the, the platform. There, I can't believe we have to so say many, this. Like, Ooblets did it in a bad way, but they were absolutely right. Like, you guys have much more important things to be worried about than what platform the video game's on. Like, seriously. Take yes, care. Yes, here we go. Get Epic, some perspective. Epic Game Store exclusivity to come with free witness protection for developers. Excellent. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think Ooblets is a really good example of how not to do what EGS announcements is kind of what it boils down to. Yeah. I am in no way excusing or endorsing the the reactions that they got out of this. Like, you should never tell someone to kill themselves. Just full stop. Yeah. No. Yeah. Period. You can say, I'm no longer going to play your game. Please don't say, I'm going to pirate your game. I'm sorry. That just makes you an asshole. Yeah. If you won't buy it, don't okay. play it. All right, all right. All right. Hey, I, yep. Sorry. Starting to get into rage territory. <sighs> Chill out. <laughs> Chill. It's all okay. After this, we're going to have bacon for lunch. Yay. See? Quick, See? Chris, put on the satisfying videos again. <laughs> <laughs> um, other releases this week. Um, Tactics V Obsidian Brigade is coming to the Switch. And then since it got sort of super stealth released, I wanted to bring it back here again. Picto Quest came out on the Switch this week. It's nifty looking. It's really so good. Check it out. How does Picto Quest work? Well, Kelly talked I about talked it in the now. Oh, you already section. talked about it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, during the section I got skipped. Maybe I just you didn't, didn't hear it. it. <laughs> I wasn't paying Did attention. Did you take a nap? Yeah, I may have. <laughs> I'm starting to understand how I got missed. <laughs> It's Picross, but with uh, RPG. with a light RPG element. The sprinkling of RPG it. on it. Sorry. 
I'm, I'm a bad person. I'm, I'm playing Fire proof- Emblem, and I still didn't miss that. <laughs> You're proving my point, Chris, that men have very selective hearing. What's that? You want yeah. to say that again? Huh? <laughs> yeah. that's My husband does the same joke every huh? time I point every that out. Every time you point it out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> Not that all the ladies <gasps> hate me. God, I all think the ladies. We're, they God, all hate me. we're at the end of the show. Oh. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. No Thank problem. you, Peter. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Th- Why am oh, I doing sure. this? Thanks, everybody. Uh, Peter, how long? How long? How uh, long what? How much ha- longer? Has this been going on? No. How much longer until the Til baby? baby? Oh, I was like, wait, what? I was like, I didn't hear a question before this, so I'm not sure what we're talking about. When the Babs uh, come? Five weeks. Five weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We're really excited. Um, we're looking forward to it. It's it's weird. We we go through these phases. There's like the super excited phase, the oh my god, are we are we sure we're ready phase? And no, then the, you're not. And then the, <laughs> the holy cow, we are having a baby phase. This, so this like, is happening. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's strange. happening. It's weird to think about uh, the whole concept of of having a baby in general. But I mean. Overall, we're very happy. And but the question is, super can you tell it. me how was Babby formed? Um, how is let's Babby have this conversation uh, when off I'm older. Of the... Yeah, um, well, <laughs> yeah. Chris, oh, when I, a, I do. When a wanna... mommy and sorry, no, it's okay. When, when a mommy and daddy love each other very much, <laughs> Babu. I I have a question of the week. No, we have a question of the week. Oh, but what, I have a better one. What font choices in RPGs have annoyed you? Okay, that's a good one actually. But here's a better one. No, no, no. Hang on to it. I'm going to make the new sheet. We'll ask it next No, no. Week. I, have to t- I have to ask it now. Have you been invited to apply for the Apple card? Because <laughs> I haven't, and I want to know why. Did you sign up for the waiting yes, list? Yes, I did. Okay, well, they don't love you. They don't. And hey, credit where credit is due. My husband thought of that question today because we were talking See? about font choices. You, even you want to <laughs> ask questions about credit. So it's perfect. All right, let's end this before it goes completely off the rails. Yeah, you might want to feed your husband. He's I'm hangry. I'm so hungry right he, now. He, he didn't, didn't want food, food earlier. I and food. I asked him like three different times, right. are you sure you don't want food? And I'm he's like, talking. no, no, I'm good. All right, thank you, Dale North, for our music. Thank, thank you, Forecast, for our encoding. Um, is everybody? Is anybody going to be playing anything I'm other than so Fire Emblem hungry. this week? No. Probably not. I want to get back at a 14, but I'm not going to. I want to play Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, but I'm not going to. I'm probably going to play Omega Labyrinth Life, which surprises absolutely nobody. Nobody, but that's a game with the boobs, in case you're wondering. And I'm so sorry our podcast isn't family-friendly anymore. I feel like a failure. That's I'm really yeah, angry. That's partly my fault too. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. It's Anna's. Fault. She's <laughs> swearing and I playing booby games. I blurted out a huge swear. It's her. Later, so just it's saying. Her. It's all right. her. We we we're gonna end this trade this wreck for this week. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> all she does is complain about how I put away the underwear and swear on my podcast and take over my show and kick me off. I swear this is not an equitable relationship. But I finally ordered my cables, so I think we can bring the show to a close. <laughs> yes, it took the whole damn show to order my cables. I hate shopping with him. <laughs> this is why.
The, if it helps, my therapist has talked to me about my shopping issues. So. <laughs> Don't even get me started on shoes. Okay, we're finishing the podcast now. See everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>